0: Aka Mummy Imperfect and you're watching or listening to a very special episode of the Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect podcast. So this whole episode is dedicated to love. It's Valentine's Day next week so my co-host and I thought we'd come together and discuss all things and we'll be talking dating so where is the best place to meet someone we'll be talking soulmates do they even exist and the differences between what men and women want and need from relationships love languages sex and how to stay happily married okay so that is a lot to unpack but we want to hear from you too so if any point during this podcast if you are watching live on youtube then you can get in touch but before all of that let me introduce my co-host it is dating expert amit soda aka the love doctor hey amit
1: Hey, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm so glad that we're able to do this, and I've really been looking forward to chatting to you as well.
1: Oh, me too. Me too. I love I love talking about love.
0: I love love. Like, I'm I'm such. Yeah. I feel like I'm I am a romantic. I'm a true romantic.
1: You look like a true romantic as well.
0: Do I? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's a, that's nice. I don't know what kind of look that is, but it's good. Um, so be- okay, let's start with right. How do you define love? Just so that we're on the same page.
1: <clears throat> you start with the difficult ones first, right? It's good to oh, get the difficult ones mm-hmm. out of the way. Um, first thing I want to say love is not what you see in the movies. Love is not what you see in Hollywood, Bollywood. I think that that is a very romanticized version of love. And, and the thing is, is what we all brought up with this, right? We brought up with this idea, wherever you're from, you've got this notion that love is a certain way. Now here's a big distinction for me, for a lot of people, love is not something we choose it's something we fall into and just happens. I completely disagree. Love is something you choose. And you know how, you know, you probably heard this cliche and I'm sure many people have, I can't help but love you. And that to me is not romantic. Saying to my partner, I choose to love you. That's romantic. Saying that I choose to be with you. I choose to create this relationship with you. I choose to work at it with you. That is far more romantic than someone saying, I can't help but be in love with you. Nothing I could do about it. I'm sorry, but that's just a Hollywood, Bollywood romanticized version of love. Love is a decision between two people. To create something beautiful in a relationship And work hard at it, nurture it You know, I'm sure you've heard that old quote, right? Uh, It's a a Buddha quote, yeah? The one who understands the difference between this Will really understand love When you like a flower, you just pluck it When you love a flower, you water it daily and nurture it That's the difference Most people are plucking it And they find something that they get infatuated with Feel a spark, feel a romantic notion And they think that's love well, that's not. That is infatuation. You've just seen something you like, you know, and getting down to the nitty gritty, you can't love someone until you've really, really had a full on fight with them. Then you know love uh, because then you know is this someone I'm going to fight for to help, you know, restore this relationship, friendship, love, romantic love, whatever, and create it into something beautiful. But it's not something that happens, it's something you choose to create with someone else. With yourself as well, of course, the relationship you have with yourself. But in this context, it's something you choose and create and you nurture every single day.
0: Right, so from what you've just said, this whole thing of that everyone thinks, oh, you know, we're written in the stars, Soulmates, you're the one do you think that it is like that like there is a soulmate out there or could we make that work with anyone going from what you've said
1: yeah hell yeah you can make it work with anyone uh and this is the thing right i think most people have decided already pre pre predetermined in themselves They have to be a certain height, they have to be a certain weight, they have to have a certain look, they have to have certain qualifications, they have to have this, that, the other, this, that, this. Only then, once they meet all those criteria, will they be someone I consider. And that is the very epitome of the wrong way around to do something. You've got to learn about their character first, and everything else then comes second. Because the thing is, you can check off all those boxes, but they could be the person who has no character, no personality, no swagger, no, you know, adventure, no sense of adventure, no romantic notion, no um, feeling, no uh, desire to be, you know, ambitious, whatever, right? So you can tick off all these boxes as much as you like, but then if you're doing that first and then getting to know the character, you're probably going to be disappointed as I've seen time and time again, you've got to know them first who they are and then look at certain aesthetics and things and decide. You know, in a, as, all right, here's an example I give, give to people, right? So, uh, you know, if someone says to me, right, I'll use the example of a woman, for example. If she says to me, I want a guy who's got, he's got to be over five foot 10. I'm like, okay, all right. Let's put this to the test for a second. If he comes along, if a, let's say a guy comes along who is perfect for you in every way like literally he has literally checked every single box but he's five foot seven are you really telling me you're gonna say no just because of his height and if you say yes to that you are friggin' insane because people of good character are hard to come by that's the challenge right it's finding someone who is a good person who really wants to be in there with you you know create something good create something beautiful nurture it and not just run away at the first sight of trouble sign of trouble that's rare but you know to meet someone who has qualifications who has height who has it that's a dime a dozen but to meet someone of character that's rare so if you're telling me that if someone just doesn't tick that one box and for that reason you'd say no you're insane I'm sorry, <laughs> not not to insult anyone. But you're 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 a bit crazy. Like, let's face it. So yeah. you've got to ask yourself a hard question like that, then you can understand the difference. So go back to your original question, right? The soulmate thing as well is you no. Know, you can love so many people. Like so, when I was dating, because I'm quite an amiable type of guy, right? So a lot of the times I'd date these women, and I'd be like. Do you know what, I get on with this woman, I could happily see a future with her, right? You know, just, or building a future with yeah, her. Yeah. I was just that type of person that I could probably get on with anyone. And to be honest, and then I say this to people, we all are, but, you know, as we've grown up, depending on what, how we've been nurtured through influences, parental influences, movie influences, friend influences, we then start to taint that and make it very conditional and you know then then all of these things and check boxes and checklists come into place and then that's what interrupts you from finding someone really special.
0: Hmm. So I'm just interested to know actually like what made you actually go into this field to become a dating expert like a relationship coach is it something that happened to you or what happened?
1: Yeah I was terrible at it <laughs> All right. So start from the beginning. Right, I was the type of guy who was immediately get friend zoned, brother zoned, therapist zoned. And, and and I was telling someone else this today that I was always the type of guy. If I liked a woman and I told her that I liked her, you know, she'd always come back with something. Look, you know, it'd usually be one of two things. Oh, I'm sorry. I just used a friend or a brother or something like that. The second answer was I'm not really looking for anything right now. And then a week later, you know. You know they'd friends zone me so they could they would assume they could talk to me about anything a week later they'd call me oh my god I met this incredible guy oh, and you no. know and then I would become the guy the confidant that they would come to me to talk about all the rubbish going on in their new relationship right and they you know they'll dump it all on me basically and you know in the back of my head I'm thinking why are you with this guy? He's he's treating you like rubbish and you're coming to tell me a nice guy and you know what the hell is going on so I got to a point where I was like, I need to figure this out. I need to understand what the hell is going on. I don't get it. I need to understand the psychology of relationships and love and connection. And so I made a three, I did a like a three-year commitment where I learned everything I possibly could about the subject. It went on about 300 dates. So I didn't just try and learn conceptually. I thought I need to practice this as well. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It's like you can't be at home and read about exercising and lose weight, right? You've got to go to the gym as well. Mm. That's what I did. I went out there. Dated like crazy, learned, and I got good at it. And what I mean by that when I say got good at it, yeah, I mean yeah. Of course, I was a tiny bit of a play. You had to use it a little bit, right? But what I mean is, I got good at connecting with people. I knew what then worked, and I knew how to connect with women and get their number and get them on a date and go out with them and have a good time and enjoy ourselves. And you know, it wasn't just the playing around aspect. I genuinely had a higher purpose. I wanted them to have a good time and, and leave a, you know, this is a bit of a funny innuendo, leave a good taste in their mouth of dating in general. <laughs> Cause I think okay. people are so negative about dating right now. So are, if if are. there was nothing else, I just wanted to restore their faith in people in a little bit, that there's good people out there. There's people who, who are genuine, who are sincere, who really want to connect with people and at least at minimum do that, but go those steps further as well.
0: Right, so when you're on these dates, like the hundreds of dates that you went on is this how you is this how you met your wife
1: yeah so I, I just there's a bit in between that's missing as well but just by the way I just wanted to say I don't know if you can see this I, I can see myself in the screen but I can't see you you're frozen
0: I I know I am frozen I don't know why but
1: uh ah, no worries okay, yeah cool. it's, so fine. it's fine just in case so stop um, and start my camera
0: I hope that helps uh, I don't know anyway I'll I'll I'll, no, I'll move again soon don't worry
1: No problem at all. So what happened was, uh, so between 2008, 2011, this is what I was doing nonstop. Then what happened was in early 2012, I met someone who became my partner Mm -hmm. at that Mm -hmm. point in time. And I tell everyone this as well, I need to insert this important piece of detail there as well, that what happened was I was loving dating at that point. Like I really was enjoying myself mm-hmm. Like I really almost didn't want to meet anyone Because I was enjoying dating so, so much And that is the exact moment that I met someone So I met someone We did get engaged um, But I went through quite a lot of hardship. So I'd already lost my sister Then we lost my mum on my dad's 75th birthday And then a few months later My mum's brother passed away And she was 10 years younger than me at the time And so, you know, she was, for her This was quite a new experience I mean, to be honest, for anyone to go through That is always tough anyway But then, you know, I think we grew apart at that point. She didn't know how to support me. And, you know, I I didn't know how to, you know, reassure her that everything was okay. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't work out with me and her in the end. And then it took me about, you know, nine months to fully recover and bounce back. And then I started dating all over again and I started loving it and I, I put it, basically I had to do a round two. So I put into practice everything I'd learned again, started dating, having a great time. And I was at that point again round two loving dating had no interest in meeting anyone in particular but that is the moment exact moment I I met my wife and she was pretty special pretty amazing and it made me choose you know like you know I'll I'll tell you later on the 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 couple of things that kind of made her stand out to me and I knew that she was kind of like someone I really wanted to you know take things further with and we both did we both wanted to and then you know like you know the rest is history you know after a year I've been 11 months I proposed and a year later we got married we've been together nearly eight years now
0: oh that's so nice I love a love story I love a yeah. love story and you know obviously you do as well that's why we're here
1: so and she's a pretty special woman to be involved with a, a dating expert relationship coach I, yes. all the above. you have to be a pretty special woman I think so. because one thing I say to people as well you've got to remember I'm speaking to women all the time 24 7 and you know what? She knows but this is true. I mean, this is one thing I just e- would emphasize. You know, she could easily be someone who gets, you know, paranoid about that. She couldn't give a damn. And and that's what makes me love her even more. It's, that's quite an attractive quality, isn't it? That being so I'm secure. T- telling you it's so such an attractive quality. She's so she's very secure in herself, she's got no problem. And in, in the early stage of our relationship, we used to have this sort of running joke where she would say to me, and I'd say the same thing to her, look, like, she say you know what, if you want to find someone else, go for it. If you, uh, Good luck finding someone better than me. And it wasn't an arrogant thing. It was just that, you know, she knew, I knew, we were good people working hard at ourselves with good spirits, really wanting the best for people. And if you can find better, good luck to you. But, you know, you're going to be hard pushed to find someone like that. We've both looked. We know how hard it is. So you know, we used to just have that running joke. Yeah, you want to find someone, go for it, go for it. Yeah, you want you want to go with this woman, go, 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 go. Uh, and um, obviously, nothing ever happened, of course. And, but you know, it was just a reminder to each of us. You know, we can just have a laugh with each other, not take life too seriously. And um, yeah, she was she was pretty special to me in that respect that she could be someone like that and is like someone like that, not worry about anything. And of course, I don't give her anything to worry about as well. So that really helps in a relationship when you've got Mm. that immense level of trust.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I am going to come back to that later, you know, just being in that long-term relationship, a marriage or a long-term relationship and keeping it going. But in terms of dating, right? So you mentioned that, you know, people are quite cynical about dating these days. There's a lot of horrible stories about, you know, Tinder, this, that, all these apps. And what is the best way to meet someone now? Because I think a lot of people are actually getting sick of these apps now.
1: Yeah. And, and this is, you know, this is the challenge that we face, right? We're in this world now. So we have to just understand that we, we've mm-hmm. got it. It's there. So we're going to have to use it. Obviously, if you want to be on dating apps, great. If you don't, don't. Um, you No obligation to use them. There are other ways to meet people. But here's the way I say it to people if you put yourself on dating apps, you're going to increase your chances of meeting someone that much. If you, if you're on dating apps and you go to dating events, you're going to increase your chance of meeting someone that much. You go to dating events and you turn your friends and family into matchmakers for you. You're going to increase your chance of meeting someone that much. Um, and then you do all of those three things and do some really cool hobbies, take up some new hobbies where you can meet some really cool people. Guess what? Your chances to meet someone skyrockets. But you can't just put your laurels and rest your laurels onto one thing Never going to work You can't rely on dating apps And you know I, I say to people as well yeah, Don't, don't use the big ones What's the point right Go to some really nice cool niche ones I've got a friend um, She runs a dating app called Frolo Which is specifically for single parents Someone introduced me to an app Which I'd never heard of before Called Coffee Meets Bagel I'd never heard of that I don't know if you'd heard of it at all No. She met her husband on that Anushka our uh, co-presenter oh
0: wow yeah Um, what's the coffee meets bagel thing about like it's just a it's it's just a app. oh okay yeah
1: it's just but obviously it's just a bit smaller and a bit more niche and uh and she met her husband on that and you know so there are some good ones to try out there i like the concepts of some of the you know big apps like hinge and bumble and things Mm -hmm. like that hinge is quite good because obviously it's a different way of introducing yourself rather than just writing a big essay dating profile and then bumble where ladies have to do the first hello right i mean you know it's it's a nice little niche but you know dating apps are dating apps so you have to figure out okay what's my strategy what am i going to do if i said to you rena right um how if if the perfect job landed on your lap today and you wanted to apply for it right Mm. and you'll see you haven't done anything with your cv for months years even you haven't written a cover letter And you know that this is the job you really want Let's say it's a radio gig right And you've just got to you've, Everything's got to be on point Because it's a dream job for you How many hours do you think you would invest In putting you know To get everything pristine for that job
0: As many hours as, as I would have to
1: Right so you know You're probably yeah and um, Probably starting out maybe 10-15 hours mm. right Whatever it takes you well, Yeah it.
0: whatever it takes And then I'll exactly
1: and then i ask people how long did you spend on your dating profile uh, I'm, you know and i look at dating profiles all the time and you know i could see that most of these are done within 10 15 minutes i'm like you are kidding me right you 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 for a job you are probably going to be at for 5 years 10 years you'll spend 10 15 hours your dating profile which is your marketing to the world and you're spending 10 15 minutes on it really like you, you've got to we've got to be pragmatic about these things and understand that actually no it's got to be something you really plow your heart and soul into but for most people 99% of people out there their dating profile is an afterthought
0: but then but I've yet
1: to come I've yet to come across one dating profile where I think damn that was good and that's someone without any coaching like most people just do it and they kind of put a list of themselves I'm into traveling cooking You know, Netflix. But uh, how many profiles look exactly the same as that? A million, two million, 10 million? They all look the same. If you don't make yourself stand out, how is your partner, future partner, supposed to find you?
0: But that's a lot of pressure also on people now. Like, oh, I have to have this brand and I need to portray myself with this brand. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I think everybody... Thinks that it's going to be some kind of, oh, I bumped into someone accidentally and oh my God, our eyes met and it was so nice and everything just turned into like, you know, shimmer and sparkle, you know, and then when it's like, oh my God, I've got to do homework. It seems a bit, you know, (laughs) unnatural, right? The homework
1: no so this is the thing right don't get me wrong of course set you know the rare cases of beautiful serendipity are wonderful but they're rare but also as well you ask those people most of them have given a lot to this process and they were really and they and even if it's as far as doing the work on themselves they, they did at least that much so they were working on themselves nothing there's no without. Hard work. Let's face it, right? You're gonna get again. You know, using a job analogy, are you gonna get opportunities if you do your job half assed Probably not. You've got to, and it's not about pressure. I think. See, this is the thing. I think that this. Um, maybe, maybe you said that word, so maybe I put it across wrong. It's not pressure. It's just understanding that at the end of the day, if you want to give yourself the best chance of meeting some incredible people mm-hmm. and meeting different kinds of people. So you're not attracting the same type. You know, there's an old quote that, you know, um, I've got to try and think of the words exactly now as well. You know, you can't. Ex- it's like, you can't expect different results if it's the same version of you showing yeah. up essentially is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. You've got to, there's gotta be a different version of you to get some different results. And it should be a fun process. Like once you get started, when I work with people and I do this and I go through the profile exercise, it should be, and it's supposed to be a really fun process, right? I'll give you an example. Imagine, I'm sure you've been there, right? When you were doing your work, your creative work for radio, wherever else, have you ever just sat there and you thought of an idea and you kind of just laughed to yourself? You're like, you think it comes, something comes up in your head. You're like, <laughs> if only someone was around to just hear that idea or if mm. so I could bounce it mm-hmm. off someone. That's what your, the process of writing your profile should be like. It is, truly isn't for anyone else. It's actually for you. It's, it is actually a personal development exercise mm. because most people don't know how to write about themselves. And that equates to when you're on a date with someone, they don't know how to talk about themselves. And because they don't know how to talk about themselves, that other person hasn't had a chance to see the real them. And maybe that could have been your forever person, but because they didn't get that chance, that didn't happen. So it's got to become something fun, enjoyable, you know, like, you know, if we, if you and I really sort of make it mechanic doing our jobs of doing radio and all of these creative pursuits, right, we would be bored out of our minds. So it's got to be made into something fun, enjoyable. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be you egging yourself on. Getting yourself into the best possible position to meet someone incredible. So have fun with it. Like I say to everyone, right? You know, starting point, of course, is always a great picture. I mean, I can't tell you how many bathroom selfies and this, that, and the other you see, right? And just something as simple as that. People don't make an effort. You know, there's a great service, and I know I'm promoting, but there's a there's a lady who runs a company called Hey Saturday. I don't know if you know her at all, and they specialize in dating profile pictures, and they're really reasonably priced. So if you want to get some shots done of you on a, uh, for your dating profile, worth doing. Their photographers are great. They've got some great scouts, scouters and great locations to take some pictures of you. You know, sometimes, you know, it could be in, you, you know, if you look at their website, you know, it could be people in their running garb. It could be doing this, doing that, their hobbies, whatever. And they try and make it look as natural as possible. And then the second thing is your profile needs to come with a good headline. So as an example, when I was dating, I, you know, I had probably, you know, 10, 15 different headlines. I just used to have fun with it, it as part of my standup comedy routine as well in terms of like I would think of in the same way I think of a joke. I try and think of good, funny, witty headlines for my profile. So one stupid one was, ladies, if you like Chewbacca, then I'm your man because I am big, tall and I'm hairy and I do the best impression of him you're going to see on our first date. But you're and funny, would, so you purity, can... They...
0: You do what you want to say. I'm saying that is your personality because you
1: you have done stand-up comedy, like you said, and you are funny, so... No, no, but the thing is, I wasn't funny. It's something cultivated. You you are funny. There's an inner comedian in everyone, but you'll never know it unless you go seeking for it.
0: Um, okay, so, Amit, I have a question here um, from a listener. Um, I'm yeah. in my 30s and looking to settle down. Arrange marriage and matchmakers haven't worked so far so is it worth calling it quits and moving to the app should i do both when do we throw out the list the list in quotation marks and i mean you know i'm so, so, this is a south asian person so yeah, we know about the list
1: yeah uh, no, just, just explain the context of the list that you're talking about. Okay. I'm, I have several definitions of this.
0: Okay. So, you know, th- so this person is saying that she's in her 30s, looking to settle down and arrange marriages, arranged marriage and matchmakers haven't worked so far. So, is it worth calling it quits and moving to the apps? Should I do both? When do we throw out the list? Now, so I'm assuming that the list is um, the list from family and a community this is what you should be looking for uh, because i i also I, you know i know i have friends as well who are similar age to me and that list has defined 15 years of looking for somebody right community right caste uh right occupation there's a lot on the list oh, yeah. that and you know and it's and it's severely limiting really
1: mm. It is, and and this is this goes back to the thing. Do you know what her biggest mistake is? She's looking for the list, not the person.
0: Okay, so obviously we're both from a South Asian oh, background. What, what, and, what I mean and...
1: by that is, what what I mean by that is, she could find someone who checks all those boxes, uh, and you know completes that list. But how do we know they're not the worst human being on planet? How do we know? So the thing is, as well, and the thing is, you you don't know someone straight away, right? So you you could she could meet this individual that has checked all these boxes. And assume, and put, ro- as soon as they, th- this is the problem that most people do, they'll tick most of those boxes, 90, 95%, because they've ticked those boxes, rose-tinted glasses going on. And then they'll overlook all of the other stuff, the character stuff, mm. because this person now ticks this box, ticks box, blah, 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 blah. And because of that, they'll make a wrong choice and end up with someone they don't love. They, they, they just, they just fell in love with their qualified criteria. That's it, done. And that's the problem. So you need to, to this lovely person, whoever you are, you need to reverse everything. You need to be, forget friends, family, societal pressure. You need to be looking for someone who's of good character first. So throw all of that out the window. If it hasn't worked, do something different. Yes, jump on an app. Yes, go to singles events. And, you know, that's the other thing, right? So we, you know, I do singles mm. events, right? As in I run them.
0: And they look fun. They look and like a lot come of fun, to me, yeah. Yeah, they're
1: great. They're great fun. We try and make it as fun as possible. We got one tomorrow, and I'm probably spoiling the surprises a little bit. We're going to play Blind Date at this one, and we're going <laughs> to do uh, loads of other stuff. That's just one of the games, right? And then next week, we're doing Axe Throwing. And it's supposed, you know, people come to me, they come to one event, they're like, oh, I didn't meet anyone here. And I'm like, oh, for <laughs> When I mean, you've been doing it as long as I have, you know, the, the frustration does set in a little bit <laughs> You've got Yes, yeah, you've been to one You're going to have to go to at least 15, 20 You're going to have to put in the grunt work, I'm afraid You know, that's just what I call an unreasonable expectation mm-hmm. When you start this process, wherever you are in life You're going to have to expect, you're going to have to go on about 100 dates Before you meet someone who really fits the bill for you, character-wise If you're lucky, it'll happen a lot sooner but set your expectation, your bar there. So at least you're not disappointed. You go to one event, you're expecting to meet your soulmate after going to one event, come on. You know, so yes, you're gonna have to put in the groundwork. Yes, you'll probably be on the apps for a while. Yes, you'll have to go to 10, 15, 20 events. Great, you just go to ones that, you know, do fun stuff and do good stuff. There's loads, um, I saw another company do one, which was like a squid game speed date. So I don't know what that involved, but I thought, what well, cool idea, right? Really good idea. Go to something like that. There's loads of these, and there's the other app, you know, the dating app Thursday, where which is their date night for you know night for dating, and they do Thursday night events and all around London and different cities and stuff as well. There you go, is another one, right? Okay, yes, you're gonna meet a lot of non-Asians there if you're looking for an Asian person, but why not just go for anywhere? You just never know; you might meet someone. But, there, but this thing as well. But you may as well take that chance.
0: Absolutely, but this thing as well of like, oh, you know, we need an Asian, we need this, and and it is quite important sometimes because we want to stay a lot of us want to stay within our religion within our community and all this kind of stuff and then and you want to keep family happy as well so it is quite difficult when it's like when you open yourself up obviously it's like or you could meet someone who is like perfect in every way and then it's like oh sorry you're the wrong race and people have done that you know, I've known people to do that. You're the wrong cast mm. even. And, and you know, and for me, like you said, when I, I look like I'm a romantic and I am one, I've, I'm like, oh my God, like, could you not just made it work somehow? Because like you yeah. said, it is it is difficult to find those people. So I, I really feel like you can, you know, you should grab a hold of it. That's what I did myself because I had the list and went off list. And um, yeah, 20 years later. You met someone, four, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's perfect example of exactly what can happen when you do that. Right? When you when you when you throw out all the stuff you think and you just go for it and go meet people and have fun, then things will really start to happen. You know like you know um people often ask me, right? So why do you focus on Asians, right? Why do you do the connect Asian stuff? Why do you not do um you know an english singles event or you know for everyone else right whoever wants to Mm -hmm. come or even for gay lesbian lgbtqia plus community whatever right so bless me that and i'm i'd be happy to do that right i've stuck with asian for now and the reason one of the reasons i'm happy to do that for now is because i have wrestled with this idea like should i am i being somehow xenophobic by doing just asian (laughs) events right and it's not that it's the you know, when you're part of something—a culture that has so much complexity—we're talking language, we're talking cuisine, we're talking cultural customs, we're talking religious customs. We're talking so much. There's so much to it, mm. and that's not to say, say, for example, if you met, like my—I mean, I come from a multicultural family. Yeah. My sister-in-law is white. My past brother-in-law was, you know, uh, Sri Lankan Tamil. So, you know, and there were challenges there Like when my sister, sister's not around anymore And so he's not part of my family But, you know, when they got married There was cultural differences that were a struggle to overcome mm. And this is why, you know, like uh, Niti and I we, we were Neither of us were that fussed about meeting someone Who fit exactly our culture But, you know, we ended up meeting someone Who's on the same cast, family connections and all sorts, right? We, I wasn't bothered by that It didn't, really didn't matter to me at all but it just so happens we did maybe because I wasn't bothered by that. And so when you kind of like broaden your horizons, you never know, you might get exactly what you want anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's actually a cute thought. Um, right. So yeah. I was. want to talk about relationships now, you know, settling down and long-term relationships and stuff. Um, you know, I actually watched um, this, uh, you know, the diary of a CEO podcast. So I uh, watched yeah, yeah. the Jay Shetty one, Um, listened to it the other day and And he was actually saying that (laughs) the activity that most people these days do with the other half is not having sex, not doing anything else, talking and stuff. It's sitting down and watching TV. And according to him, you know, that it's, that is not quality time, um, and we should go off and do pottery classes together and things like that or you know let's go to an escape room or something like that I mean from you know I have three kids I'm not going to be like you know what I need a babysitter so mommy and daddy can lock themselves in a room and try to escape first of all I don't really like the idea of being locked in a room anyway but do you know what I mean so some of us (laughs) don't have the luxury to go and do those things what what is your opinion on that this whole quality time and making time for each other?
1: yeah i i gotta be honest i'm not sure i agree with that what he's saying in that that context no i think there's times when my wife and i right li- listen right i i don't know i'm not going to ask you your age or X. i don't know how you feel about that subject right but i'm gonna um, tell you obviously i'm yeah i'm 46 now my wife's 48 right we're, we're a bit older now we enjoy we value that time when we can sit down and just watch a show we love together i'm telling you we love it we'll sit down our dog will finally go to sleep when we do it and we can just chill relax and enjoy and it gives us something to talk about something to bond over um you know my wife and i have this running joke that she will she does a running commentary of anything we watch right about like you know if it's one of those like um uh, movies where you know someone's about to be murdered and they do something really stupid like they've run upstairs mm-hmm. instead of running outside to everything right she'll be the one first one screaming at the screen right and obviously i'm used to her her wacky ways when it comes to this kind of stuff now and you know and it's a way we bond over it you know i take the mickey out of her and she'll still do it anyway and you know it just creates a beautiful connection with us so i i, I mean don't get me wrong i think it's good to do all the other stuff as well i think do, do what you can If all you can do is be in front of a TV and enjoy something you both genuinely want to know. I think if you're just sitting there vegging out, that's different. But if you and your partner, like, uh, what was it, a show that started the other day? There was one that started on Netflix, You, right? So we watched that from beginning to now and now. The new season is out. So we've watched it together completely. Mm -hmm. So that's something for us to bond over because then we could talk about it. We can, you know, she can do her running commentary thing. I could do my taking the mickey out of her thing. And it bonds us and it brings us closer together So I think that's cool But so long as your life doesn't just become about that Do you, like, you know, with you and your partner, right? I'm sure um, for us, we don't have any kids But our dog is our child, right? So we bond when we're playing with him We're just wrestling with him We're playing ball with him Sometimes we'll just take five minutes in our busy schedule, we'll sit out on the landing with him and, you know, we'll play piggy in the middle with him. We'll chuck the ball while he's trying to chase it and all this kind of stuff. And that's family bonding time, you know, and it could be something as simple as that. Yes. Going out is great. You know, taking your partner out to dates is fantastic if you can. And it's wonderful when you can do that. But again, if you, I think anything you feel obliged to do is again, this idea of romanticized love is, making you do something you don't want to do, mm. but do something, find something you both love to do. And it becomes enjoyable, not a chore, not something you feel forced to do. You do it because you want to do it.
0: What about time apart? Like, do you, how important is actually time apart from each other? Because we, there are uh, some couples who are joined at the hip, right? Like I've been to like uh yeah. office parties sometimes and then someone's bought, brought their boyfriend along and it's like, we don't even know him. Like, you know, every, Do you get what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. uh, Did you? I don't know if you saw the TikTok video I did about this. No. Oh, I'll have to. I'll have to send it to you. You Link in the video or something. So I talked. I talked about this because, like, you know, um, you and I probably cut from slightly older cloth. Me, a lot older. (laughs) And back in the day, if you wanted to call your partner, right, you had to actually get on, get out your seat get clothes on get ready walk out to a phone box and phone your boyfriend or girlfriend right you know you actually had to make a real effort and you couldn't do it every day because maybe the mum or the dad or someone was at home wanted to use the phone right you only had one line at that point so it had to be shared um so, sometimes you had to make your way out to actually make a phone call to your loved ones, right? And then, you know, we gradually transitioned and technology started get, getting mm. in, but it was still pretty rudimentary, you know, pages, for example. So, you wanted to contact your other half, or you send them a page. And then, gradually, eventually, um, mobile phones came along. I've got a cool collection of really old mobile phones, and one or two of them still work, right? So, I've got this old t- Sony Ericsson T68i that still works. Um, and then of course we did get access to more phones than messaging but now it's constant and it's and the thing is as well no, about this day and age it's not just constant it's multiple platforms i get friends who sometimes message me and mid-conversation they'll switch like they'll message me on whatsapp and mid-conversation suddenly i'll get a message from them on facebook messenger i'm like why <laughs> why, why yeah. are you doing that i don't i don't get it And we don't need to be connected to our partners we don't need to share every meal we have we don't need to share everything yes it's wonderful this technology but space will actually my motto is space will actually bring you closer together healthy space my wife and i are having our first holidays away from each other this year you know it's not because we hate each other no she was she's happened to go to be going to a yoga retreat with her friends and a friend of mine set up a yoga retreat. He just wanted some, you know, support, reassurance that people are actually going to attend. So I was like, yeah, dude, I'll buy a ticket. Don't worry, I'm coming. Um, so yeah, so we got our first holidays away from each other. And it doesn't mean we don't love each other. doesn't mean, you know, I want to spend time apart from her. I do it because I think it's going to be healthy for us to have time away. So that when we come back, we'll have loads of stories. You'll have something of your own to share with me. I'll have something of my own to share with you. And we'll just have a good old natter and rebond and reconnect in a new way again. So I don't like time away from my wife. I really don't. I find that actually it's almost like when you come back together, there's almost like a reacquainting period, right? So I actually don't like it. But maybe that's a good thing, maybe that's a very healthy thing that we're having to reacquaint, get to know each other again, rebond, relearn to love each other, all that all the rest of it, whatever you want to call it. So I think that's a really healthy thing to be in touch, to be attached to the hip. That is true. The truest definition of codependency. You don't need to be just because your partner doesn't respond to you, your message, you know, within an hour. I mean, you know, that does not, that's not cause to ending a relationship. You know, it's like, if there's legitimate reasons, perfectly normal, why worry about it? It's one of these things we stress about so much. We've just added another layer of complexity into relationships mm. that don't need to be there
0: yeah I mean I agree with you I don't think that you have to do everything together like you know sometimes me and my husband I've come to accept that we sometimes don't even like to watch the same tv shows you know and and it's like and sometimes we're like oh should we watch this together and then you know after discussing what we're going to watch I'm like you know what why don't you just watch your thing and I'll watch your my thing and I'll see you later yeah and we'll catch up later and we do that sometimes we do that and it's fine and because we don't care anymore like in we care about each other and spending time with each other but it's not a big deal anymore um to do every single thing together and so I I agree I do think it's he- healthy but like you if I'm away you know if, if he goes away or whatever or if I'm away it after a few days it's a bit weird like it doesn't feel right you know what I mean and, and but that's yeah. a nice thing that yeah. you know that okay we there's a yearning for the other person which is quite nice um but then long distance relationships because you know we're saying time apart is healthy but then you know I've, I've seen some people really struggle with that with long distance relationships I mean how long do you think is is too long to be apart like that
1: do you know what? I've got to I've got to say right I was terrible at long distance and I'm talking like you know London to Leicester I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> do long distance relationships I, I hats off to anyone who could There's uh, a young man, uh, like he's recently got engaged and then getting married to his partner that I know who came to one of my dating workshops and he's met his partner now and they're getting married this year. And she was in New Zealand and he was here and they made it work. More power to them. I couldn't have done it. And I, you know, it's one of those things that I think it doesn't make a difference. If you're someone comfortable with that, great. Good luck to you. You know, doesn't mean it can't be a healthy, good relationship. Um, and some people happily make it work, but it's such an individualistic thing. I, I couldn't do it. Don't think even like when, before I met near I had an intention in my head. I want to meet someone who lives no more than 10, 15 minutes away from me. I want to be able to, if I want to cuddle, just drive just down the road and go get my cuddle. And, and that's exactly what I manifested someone who is literally, you know, 10, 15 minutes away. And you know, that was, that was great for me. I love that you know I definitely wouldn't have had it any other way so such an individualistic thing some people are great at making long distance work others you're maybe not just built for it And I'm one of those people
0: Mm. um right so I just want to move on to let's talk about sex like how important is sex in a relationship because it's really like it's one of those things you know we don't talk about it that much especially because we're Asian so we're never supposed to talk about it really but it can be quite a uh you know a a difficult thing for people to kind of the differences between people in a couple it can be quite difficult and and be the cause of arguments even sometimes right
1: yeah and you know it's interesting right because a lot of people talk about obviously you know you know easy access to porn has affected sex but actually Mm -hmm. I've got to be honest as well I think even Hollywood definitions of sex are really really do warp people's mentality towards sex You know how they show on the screen that, you know, two people get together and they're immediately compatible and can feel each other's bodies and everything works out. And I'm sorry to say, it, loves, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not that experienced in sex, it doesn't work like that. That's not how it works. When you get together with someone for the first time, there is awkwardness. There is a challenge. You have no idea about each other's rhythms and preferences, what you like, what you don't like. It never completely goes to plan, right? Who there was an article about this somewhere as well. I can't remember who it was. It's was quite a recent one within the last three months. A celebrity was talking about this, yeah. how you know they they show the the fun the fun side of sex, but they never show the cleanup afterwards, right? Of course, obviously, who wants to see that in a movie, right? But but what it is, it's just warping people's idea of what yeah. healthy sex is and And I think so it doesn't it isn't just been porn or anything like that that's done that. It's you know the it Hollywood romanticizing yeah. idea. Hmm? I mean, it, yeah. like it was
0: before you we had all this access to porn. I mean i I actually thought that every time you have sex, you have to put candles and r and b music on every single time. Yeah. that's so I literally grew
1: <laughs> yeah. up thinking that who does that? Who has time? For that? yeah, right. To be honest, I got to be honest. I did as well, right? I genuinely thought, you know, there was suddenly just music will start playing from nowhere, <laughs> and it'll be just this magical moment. And you know, people are watching on a screen. So I don't know quite know. No, no. I was, I, I wasn't into the old uh, uh, voyeurism, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like you have these weird ideas, and like you know, and even now, right? Just just twisting from the sex aspect at the moment a little bit, tiny bit, right? I mean. Even now, sometimes I speak to people who are single And they really have this idea that, you know Everything will be perfect And I'll do this for my partner And I'll do that And like, uh, you know I don't think you know How your relationship is going to be, right? I was saying this to someone else recently I think time has humbled me Like, I think 10 years ago I thought I knew what I would feel Where I'd be, what I'd be doing You know, 10 years later Now, I have absolutely no clue how I'm going to feel tomorrow. What I'm going to be doing, whether I'm going to change my purpose, change everything tomorrow. I've no idea. And time has humbled me. And I think, just going back to relating that to this point right so I think some people have this idea that everything will be all right try it when you're sleep deprived I mean I don't have kids like you when you tell me you've got three kids I'm like how the hell did you do that woman I've I've got one dog and I struggled (laughs) he was a handful of a dog in the beginning like I was sleep deprived I was going mental I we nearly gave him up twice because he was such a handful of a puppy um try being romantic when all of that is going on you know my wife's upset i'm upset because you know our dog is getting crazy we have no idea what's going on he's barking all night he's doing this that the other right and just puking somewhere or whatever i don't know right you just you just like when you're in the thick of it in a relationship you can you think you're going to be romantic and everything but actually that's what puts you both to the test and that really mm. eventually will bring you closer together but in that moment It'll be hard. It'll be tough. And you may fall out of love for a few minutes and a few hours at a time. But that's part of life. And, you know, so I think people have this idea that, you know, who are not in a relationship or they haven't been in a while, Mm -hmm. that they know what it's going to be like. And they have this idea, romanticized idea. And that's, Jay Shetty talks about this in his book. It's part of our samsara, right? It's based on what we think our influences, parental, Hollywood, whatever. But actually it's very different when you get there And sex is no exception It's very different when you get there In the beginning it can be quite bumpy, quite mm. awkward You have no idea what your partner's likes, dislikes are You you sometimes don't even know what your own dislikes and likes are You only know from your own personal experience Your one-to-one experience of your own So you think you know But you don't know till you've got there But So I think No, carry
0: go on, Sorry. Uh, well, I was going to say that do, yeah. do you think that you know how people are like oh I'm really scared that we're not going to be sexually compatible and because it's like a big thing you know they want to have good sex for years and years and years that's normal but you know and again we're coming back to Jay Shetty like on the thing that I was listening to he's saying that take sex out of it and try and date somebody for quite a while before you even think about doing anything with them sexually what do you think about that advice
1: yeah, I think it's good if you're someone who's used to just jumping into bed pretty quickly. I think that's a good idea. But if you're someone who's hasn't had sex in a while and it's something you struggle with, then of course you're gonna be like, I'd like to get to know someone pretty quickly and that's okay too. And I think that, um, uh, what I think is, right? So to to kind of you know sum up the point I was trying to make mm. in a very long winded way, but uh, yes. So what I'm trying to say though is essentially Sex is not going to be fluent without communication, without you talking to each other. So unless you're able to specify to your partner, no, honey, I like it like this. No, you know, let's try it this way. Let's try something else. Let's be different. Let's try in a different room. Try a different way, different place in the house. Well, maybe do it. You know, I know it's legal probably, but you know, you find a private car park and you do it. You know, in the car. Who knows, right? None of our, none of my business. None of, none of it was no one else's business. You do what you want to do. But unless you are able and functional to communicate that to the other person, like if you're not enjoying it and you're not able to tell them, then you're in trouble. That's what really gets people into trouble. So back to your original point. Well, people is they'll have the assumption that it should be really good And this goes back to what you're saying, this sexual chemistry, like, you know, people saying, I hope we have sexual chemistry. It's not something that just happens like that. You've got to get that out of your head, like to everyone. It's something you make happen. You work together with your partner for both of you to help satisfy each other and enjoy it. It's not like your partner's going to be some gigolo off the street and it's going to know exactly what you're going to want, right? It's not going to be like that. It's going to be awkward for them. It's going to be awkward for you. It's going to be awkward for each other. And you learn to help each other and guide each other to make it more enjoyable to make it pleasurable yeah I and mean, i think that's the point i'm trying to get to in mm, a very long-winded way but we've got there in the end
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no but i think that's a good way of, of rounding it up and like you said it's like this is what i don't understand The what people are like oh you know uh, monogamy i like i can't be with that i want to just like sleep with loads of people and stuff but then it's like the the whole you know getting to know each other and knowing what you like and whatever that comes obviously with time and if you don't prepare to put that in you you're missing out And a lot of good stuff um so right so I just wanted to um talk about like you know marriage and all that kind of stuff and uh like you said you've been married for eight years right eight years we've
1: been together eight nearly married for six
0: right okay so we've been together for 20 years and married for 15 years so Quite a long time now. Thank you. I say,
1: like Incredible. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, thank you. No, I, I mean that. I don't mean that in any sort of like bad way. I think it's incredible you guys have been together because it's hard. It's hard, hard, freaking hard work to make a relationship work. Th- that's what I'm saying. So let's talk about the work, right? Okay. Making a marriage
0: work. So, you know, this happily ever after, does happily ever after, does that exist? Or is it just like a lot of hard work?
1: No, it's a lot of hard work. Get over it. <laughs> 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 to everyone. <laughs>
0: But then some, because this is the thing, it, that some people ha- are like, it's too much hard work. How do you know if it's like, this is too much hard work. Every day is, oh my God, hard work. Or is that normal?
1: No, but I think there's a difference there. If you're the only one working at it, that's different. If you're, It's going to be hard work either way. But if you're both working hard at it and e- relatively equal so, then that's different. But if you're the only one who's trying to make the relationship work, you know, find creative ways for you to go enjoy your dates together or whatever. But you, are the partner, isn't reciprocating. So I know a couple. I'm, you know, trying not to divulge or too much details. But when the 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 lady in the relationship was telling me recently that she, you know all the stuff that she's doing and the part what the partner's not doing, I was like, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be in that relationship. Because if he's not doing even you know 10 percent, 15 percent, you know, not even that, not even close to that. And you're doing like, for example, as an example, dropping the kid, picking the kid back up, you're, you you want to move house and yet you're doing all the work and your partner hasn't got involved in any aspect of it. Like finding a home, sorting out the mortgage, all that kind of stuff. I was like, uh, it, don't get me wrong. They've been together a long, long, long time. And who the hell am I to talk when you've been together that long, right? Over tw- over 20 years, 2020, but well, I don't know. God knows how long, probably approaching 30 years in fact. And of course you've been together that long, right? You know, it's hard for me to say something to that. I've only been with my wife eight years. I don't know, as I said, I have no idea where we're gonna be tomorrow. I've got no clue. But what I can say is that if if it was anyone else, you know, if this was two years in a relationship, I'd be saying the same thing. So I can say it to you. If your partner is not reciprocating, you know, at least they, like, you know, this there's an old saying, right? For me, relationships are not 50-50, it's 100-100. You've got to both be putting the same amount in, for it to work, and if it isn't there, it won't work. Pure and simple.
0: um You know that just reminded me of this um this little clip I saw of Michelle Obama the other day, of um, yeah the thing where she says something about like you know the the percent that you put in to a marriage, and and I wanted to say this to you anyway that n- not every day is going to be both people putting in the same percent of work, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah, and and she's, she was saying that, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, it was her 60% and it was her husband 40% and whatever. And and depending on what is happening in life and, and that kind of thing. Or, or you know, for example, um, you know, like if a woman, for example, has a baby and then you're at home, you're not earning much. Your husband is out doing the, the main, you know, he's the breadwinner and whatever. It's things, the dynamic changes in life, right? And in a relationship and and with her so she was like uh, I mean you see in the clip anyway how you know you keep going even though it's there's hard times when they're not putting in that much you're putting in more or sometimes you might put in less and they may put in more right
1: yeah you know uh, I'll give you our example right so I'm not a big cooker all right, so my wife, I'm I'm not a big cooker. Um, yeah. <laughs> weird mental image there. And uh, when I say that, I don't cook that much. My wife does the lion's share of the cooking, but then I do the lion's share of a few other things around the house, like for example, refilling the, you know. Uh, water softener, for example, refilling the soap dispensers. I tend to do most of the laundry, 99% of the laundry I'll do. I'm really, I'm a real stickler for that kind of thing because I have a certain way of doing things. And if it's not done that way, then I get really I'm OCD in that way. I fill the toilet rolls. I do, you know, do this, that, the mm-hmm. other kind of thing. So, do you know what I mean? Like, we have a balance in our relationship where she tends to do, you know, one or two things a lot more than I do. And then I tend to do the other things a lot more as well. That makes a relationship work because I've accepted that's my responsibility, you know. And I remember nearly now this running joke in the beginning of our relationship. She goes, "I'm never putting the rubbish out. I know you, and I know, hope you know that."
0: I was going to mention bins. I was like, yeah. "Cool,
1: yeah." And I was like, "Cool, that's fine. I got no problem doing bins. If I hope you realise I'm going to be a lazy ass when it comes to cooking." And she's like, "Yeah, cool, that's fine." And to be honest, though, like you know, the rubbish thing pretty 50 50 on that like you know i'll tend to kind of get it ready overnight you know she tends to wake up a little bit earlier than i do so if she's up early she'll just go put it out in the morning type of thing um uh you know that was a little running joke we had in the beginning and even when we got a dog she was like i'm never picking up the dog's poo ever i hope you realize that i was like yes fine no problem at all but to be honest she's not bothered by it now you know like again this guy's done the thing she thinks one thing but actually she's a completely different person right now um because we've grown we've evolved but we support each other. We help each other. When um, I was doing an event for someone the other day, a singles event, and it was a hard work. And I said to my wife, don't do anything. I'm there. It's all good. But she got involved. She got stuck in because it was really busy. It was really hard work. And that, and I didn't have to ask her to do that. She just did it. And you know, that's, I think for me is a sign of a great partner. They won't be asked to do something. They'll do it. Like, I mean, there's never a time when my wife has to ask me to pick up socks or, you know, or do this or that right in the house. It's my home. It's my responsibility. It's not my wife's It's not anyone else's. It's it's our home, but we both consider it from a perspective. It's my home. Mm. I'm going to do it because who else is otherwise, right? So it's never a question that she'll ever have to ask me. Do you mind cleaning the garden, cleaning the shed? No, that's just something I'll do naturally anyway. This is what makes us, you know, quite a good couple. We tend to look out for each other. We'll support each other. We'll will accept what is our responsibility and just do it without having to be asked um, to do it. So I think that that really will, if you want an, a relatively argument-free relationship, do the things you're supposed to do and don't wait for your partner to ask. Just do it. Uh, and, cause I think that is a source of a huge amount of arguments in a relationship, massive amount. It's yeah, just I, not I doing so. it. like if you if you shirk your responsibilities in a relationship, that's all you're always going to get your head bitten off. And then it just it builds the tension builds and it gets worse and worse. So, so yeah, for me, it's a big part of that is that idea that you do these things for each other, look out for each other. You contribute in that relationship in every way, shape or form, and you both do it as equally as possible not just because you're obliged to but because you want to
0: I mean I also think that there is this uh, expectation that you know in this modern age and in the west particularly men and women have to do exactly the same thing right why are you not cooking half the meals oh my god why am I doing it you know you need to be doing everything and people have come to my house and been like why, why are you cooking everything? Like, how come he's not? I'm like, because yeah. he can't cook and I don't really care, you know? So it's, it's like, do you know what I mean? Like everyone also has something to say about everyone's relationship, but um, yep. it, it's that thing of like, you know, I personally believe that not everything is going to be completely split down the middle. And it took me a long time, to be honest with you. It's like, it took me a long time because, you know, I was raised in a way to be like very independent. Oh yeah, you know, we, I earn my own money and this and that. And having three kids, there's times when I didn't earn any money and, you, and I did feel a bit like, oh my God, like, what am I bringing to this? You know, and that's, mm. it's like, you know, I had to have a bit of a mindset change. And even my husband was like, what are you talking about? You know, you're actually bringing up children like you don't have to be like, oh, it's got to be 50 50. We've both got to do cooking. We've both got to do the work, uh, you know, um, financial stuff and whatever. Um, So I feel like sometimes there is that uh, that view that everything has to be like 50 50, you know, I don't think it does really.
1: I don't think it does either, really, to be honest. I think, again, this is an example of people saying what they think without the experience. You don't know till you get there. And you realise that, look, you know, one of you is going to do be more enthusiastic about certain things. Say, say for example, you know, I mean, sorry, I'm being a bit stereotypical. If we buy a new house together, and then some of the decor, you know, the woman might be more interested in like the, you know, the the curtains and you know the lighting and stuff like that, right? Like my my wife, we do talk about this. We haven't done the lights. We've had our house for like over three years now, nearly four years, and we haven't done the the one thing that's remaining is our lighting. She goes on about it more than I do because, like, I'm like, you know, the important stuff's done. The telly's on the wall. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, my gadgets are here, you know, I've got my lighting and like that lighting and everything. I needed an air conditioner in my office, all that kind of stuff. So You're sorted, stuff basically. Done. <laughs> yeah, i <I'm sorted. laughs> So, you know, so there are those things that you do have, right? That, you know, where priorities are different, differ in that respect. But no, to everyone out there It's not going to be 50-50 There are going to be days when you're going to This is the thing, right? This is the difference between the Hollywood romance And the real life There's going to be days where your partner Has a bad day And you pick up the slack When you have a bad day You don't have to ask your partner They'll pick up the slack And you nurture that kind of relationship You help make that You Make it become yeah. that Not by begging not by you know asking your partner nagging them constantly all that kind of stuff we we do it from that place of love if i'm having a bad day you know i'm sick or whatever then you know my wife will take up the slack of doing a few things you know extra things that i would normally do like doing the washing or whatever when she's having a bad day and you know she needs a day off and stuff i'm always like honey get inside bed don't worry about everything else i'll take care of it it's all good just just you need your rest and you know that's how it should be because you know it's you, you just all or you, you look after each other, you kind of will take up slack no matter what and you will it will work out anyway. you know if you if you have this mindset, it must be 50 50. you're doomed to fail. you've got to be flexible. you've got to understand there's going to be days where it's gonna it is gonna go up and down and yeah. left and right and all all sorts of circles. So yeah, so you've got to keep that flexible flexible mindset. but saying that, if you're carrying all the weight and your partner's not, then there's something serious to be addressed there.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So I have this uh, little bit of uh, advice from a listener. Well, something that they want to share. Um, the secret to a good relationship is being honest, no matter how hard it is for the other person to hear. If you've, if you've been in a relationship for a long time you always love that person but if you've fallen out of love you've got to actually accept that and mention that to each other because it could be something that's a quick fix like maybe that person has forgotten to do something for you or if you want to be wooed again then say it there's nothing wrong in saying that great relationships are all about connecting with each other I think that's a really nice thing about you know wanting to be wooed again and I and I want to move on to that actually just kind of how to reignite that spark because you know after a long time it can be life is lots of things happen in life right that just hmm. take us on different directions and stuff how do we if we feel like oh we've fallen out of love a little bit or whatever can that spark be brought back that's a long
1: yeah pause. That's yeah yeah gotta think really carefully about these answers no uh the, yeah and so many again no limit right no limit to how you can do it but what is your partner really like and how do you communicate in their language of love right so how do you um think about what they really want what to really be mean something to them um um you know my wife relatively you know for want of a better phrase quite low maintenance i'm quite lucky in that respect right but if i am being slack she'll tell me she'll just say You know, she, honey, you haven't taken me out for a long time. Let's go. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's go It's been has been a while. Let's do it so you It's okay for that to happen time to time and it's gonna happen But you turn completely slack your partner is gonna tell you that, you know You have we you know, we haven't done anything you've got to find a way I don't think there's been a single day that we've been together. I haven't said I love you to my wife Don't know about you and your partner But there there has been, I could probably count them on one hand, the days I haven't said that to her. Um, And that's one way I try and keep the spark alive is, I mean, how, how much, how hard is it to just say that to your partner? You know, at night as we're going to sleep, love you, babe, love you too. Right. (laughs) We try to be like, you know, like a newly newlywed couple and just do that every day. It doesn't, it's hard, no effort whatsoever to say, I love you, babe. Give her a kiss, give her a quick cuddle. But this,
0: this is a love language, isn't it? as in like you it, what is it like so i mean you you can explain the love languages thing but from what i know that's like the words of affirmation that and you both must like that for it to work because if i said that all the time to my husband he'd just be like no like i'll show you like he's you know what i mean some people <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but you explain it better than me like so you know if we talk a little bit about love languages and and also if your hus- if your partner doesn't have the same love language as you is that a problem
1: definitely not a problem. So, um, I'll just finish that one thing and just say that, um, so with reigniting, really figure out what it is your partner just likes, Mm. you know, what, what, what's important to them is a nice romantic night out for the two of you, what they want, what they'd enjoy. It's a cozy night in, is it something a bit more extravagant? Is it a gift? Is it whatever? Right. So you've got to understand and know what will show them affection and appreciation. And, and keep doing that. Right. So that just, that's one thing that you can't stop doing is, um, you know, loving the partner in the way that they want to be loved. Right. So then nicely brings us on to this segues onto this love languages. And I think this is one thing that people misunderstand quite a lot. And I I read the book a long time ago. So I need to I need to read it again to remind myself if this is in there explained properly. But I think most people don't realize that you have you have more than one love language. So you have and you have at least one. uh, Sorry, at least two, I beg your pardon. So you'll have a love language of receiving and a love language of giving. And this is the, the, this is the fundamental difference that people don't get. They think I have a langu- love language and that's it. My, my love language is words of affirmation. When people say that, I'm like, yeah, and and what's the other one? And they're like, what? I'm like, that's what you want to receive, but how do you give love? How do you show love? And so let's say right. So the example I used on my video recently was that my love language of receiving is uh, words of affirmation. My love language of giving is acts of service. So my wife's love language of receiving is quality time. So the question is, how do I blend that acts of service with quality time? I show my love through the things that I do. So, you know, it is, for example, maintaining a good home, looking after and creating a beautiful home for us. It's one of the ways I show my love. And then my wife says quality time. So, and, you know, like, as I said, right, a minute ago, she's kind of relatively l- low maintenance, so to speak. So even if it means doing some of that stuff and we do it together and just spend time together, rather than me using that as man cave time. So, it, you know, um, which I would like to do sometimes, you know, sometimes I just like to do it because it's just a good distraction. I need an hour away from my desk, to, from the screens or whatever. So I'll go do a chalk. But then I could use that as well as a way of spending time with her. So, you know, during the summer months, she loves to spend time in the garden, doing stuff around there. And then, you know, while she's doing that, do you know what, honey, I'm going to just join you as well. I'm going to do the shed and, you know, we'll just tidy up and do everything together, you know, get all the furniture ready for summer, Get you know all the stuff out so we can enjoy the garden together. She'll appreciate that. She'll really appreciate that. So I think you have to understand you've got two, at least two. So if I were to ask you, Rina, what's your lo- love language of giving? How do you show love to your husband and how does he like to receive love?
0: How does he, how does he like to receive love or how do I?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, how does he, so how do you, so, so this particular question is what is your love language of giving? Cause you've got a love language of receiving how you like to be shown, mm. how you like to, you know, to okay. how you like to be loved, but you've also got a love language of giving. That is how you like to show love to your husband.
0: Um, okay, so the, so the love languages, right? First of all, like just to remind what they are. So there's the oh, yeah. acts, oh, yeah. of, acts of service. So doing nice things that people mm-hmm. need and nice things that you could do to help them out, which is shows that you care about them, right? And then there's words of affirmation. I love you, you're amazing, all this kind of stuff. And then the other one is, what's um, what did you say? Where's Quality it? time. Quality time. Uh, gifts, right? So one is gifts, isn't it? yeah giving gifts and then the other physical
1: physical physical
0: touch. so physical touch is you know the one basically um and acts of service physical touch and acts of service and i I
1: think that neither of us so you you notice you just said two yeah so which one is you giving to him and which one is the one that he likes to receive
0: so i i think both of them are i give them and he likes to receive them and vice versa actually because you know things like gifts nobody none of us cares about stuff like that you know it Mm. it is i i I do think that it is mainly um acts of service and and physical touch and also and quality time as well i think quality time Mm. so like you said it is a few of them but i think uh notice on there i didn't say words of affirmation whereas i like words of affirmation i like to be told how amazing i am like every day it's not his thing so i wouldn't
1: but isn't it Even if it's not his thing though, don't you feel, and obviously this is not just, I'm not trying to tell him what to do and, you know, what, what to do in your relationship. We're just using this as an example, but isn't it nice if you like that, that he made the effort from time to time to show you those words of affirmation and it's his way of respecting, not, not only showing love, but also respecting the way that you like to be loved.
0: Yeah. And when I say, you know, his words of affirmation are not his thing, it's not like, He's he never tells me nice things about me, but to the extent that I would yeah. want it to be, which is like, Oh, I adore you every two <laughs> minutes of the day. Um, I don't know who would do that, but you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. not that I think I've been kind of like, no, exactly uh, my mean. mind's been warped by Bollywood or something, but it, you know, it's not to <laughs> that level. Um, but it's but this is what I'm saying. So, you know, you're saying it can work if people have different love languages, but what you just have to know, somebody. oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, it, the, the other way to explain this Is imagine breaking your love languages down into two Right, so when your partner Is loving you, what do you do, what? How is it shown, or how do you like to be, to be Shown, right, so this is obviously What Gary Chapman was talking about in the five love, mm-hmm. love, five languages of love And then there's a way that you Like to express it to your partner So, you know, you might like to Think, you know, I, I've seen people who Literally will shower their partner with gifts And that's the way they like to do it But is that how your partner wants to be loved Mm. have you ever like to people out there have you ever asked that question i mean even if you just to think about it you know they they may not even be bothered that like you said right you're not bothered by gifts at all so if you but if your your husband is giving you gifts and stuff obviously you're going to be like "Mm, well that doesn't mean anything to me but obviously he knows that actually you prefer words of affirmation so he doesn't do it all the time but he does do it because he knows you appreciate yeah. it. So he's understood your love language of receiving, and you know his. And this is really important um, because, again, if if just this simple idea, you don't get it, you know, if 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 my wife loved words of affirmation, but I was a pretty stoic, tight-lipped kind of guy, and I didn't say those things. Oh, I don't like saying I love you. Waste those words. It's you know, it makes the words meaningless or whatever. Then you're going to have an issue because she, even if it is that even if even if I do think that she just wants to hear it Do I need to be that stubborn that I can't even just do it just for her? You know, I love this woman in every other way But it, it her love language of receiving just happens to be different from my love language of giving and so You know am I going to be that stubborn where I won't even just say those things? She wants to hear and just grow as a human being to fit that in and this is the thing, people become so fixated that I am this person, I am this character, and this is what. No, you're not. You, I always I say to people, I have this really important message to share with people. There's a difference between soul and role. In, in various areas of life, you play a role. So you're, when you're at work, you're a particular type of character. When you're at home with family, you're a particular type of character. If you're in a business meeting with prospective clients, you're a completely different character. We take on these roles but who you are at soul is constantly changing dynamic divine and amazing and you can choose to be anyone you choose who you want to be or how you want to be and that is not limited in any way shape or form so never ever sit there and say this is who i am i just want someone to love me for who i am no because there is no one version of you there's many millions and billions of versions of you and you have to accept that now which version are you talking about and so, yeah, we're getting deep and spiritual now. <laughs> no,
0: I like it. I like it. And, and it is true. And and that, and that, mm. you know what? And I think I, it is so important that, you know, the person that you uh, get together with, you, you do actually, I find, rub off on each other quite a lot. And a lot of people have said yeah. to me, no, I don't. I just do my own thing. And I'm me. And this is who I am. And I know myself. And I don't think it means you don't know yourself. But I think it's normal. Wouldn't you say it's normal to rub off on each other and it's also quite a nice thing because obviously hopefully you'll choose someone who has nice qualities and if they rub off on you and vice versa you'll actually become a better person which I think is nice yeah yeah
1: uh, abs- uh, absolutely yeah Like uh, really silly example When I, when my wife and I got married I never was into gangster films and programs <laughs> Then she got me into things like Top Boy And I never thought I would have enjoyed it But I'm man I love Top Boy now <laughs> I was like yeah bring it on and, like, I never would have thought in a million years I would like Top Boy I loved it. I love Top wicked. Boy. Do you find so, you, you, you start talking
0: day. like that afterwards? You're like, yeah, fam. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> I just said whip me for crying out loud, right? way what is that oh, the '90s are calling. They want their word back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They, you know. So, it, like, I just never thought that. But I'm glad she introduced me because then she really got to like it. I love used to love Disney cartoons, and I introduced her to a couple. And she wasn't quite the same as me loving Top Boy, but you know, she got she got round to a couple of one couple of them that she really liked. So. um and I introduced her to a few things as well that she, of my stuff that she liked as well. So, uh, so yeah, so, you know, like it does rub off and I, you know, I just think this idea that you're one static type of person is a very self toxic idea. Mm. You got to realize, you you know, never use those words that I I know who I am and I know what I want. Yeah, you are, but you can grow and you can choose to change anytime you want.
0: Yeah. So after your years of being married, six years of being married, eight years to be together with your wife. What would you say that you have learned learnt from that time of being married?
1: About marriage? God, where do, God, where do I begin? <laughs> the little um, gem that I you I have begin? learned
0: from marriage, married life.
1: Um, I, uh, do you know what? It, I think it is this one thing that we mentioned earlier, but just how much... Of how much hard work it is And I mean that in a good way Like it should be It's supposed to be hard work Because when things come easy We don't appreciate it When we work for something We appreciate it And because it is hard work You appreciate it when it's good When it's really good And so I think that Nothing is a given And just because You've fallen in love with someone Doesn't mean that that is also a given You've got to keep that love going you have to create it you have to nurture it you have to build it, you have to water it every day and there you cannot there is no complacency in a relationship at all in a real relationship between husband and wife husband and husband wife and wife doesn't matter I'm just using those words because I'm heterosexual but it doesn't really matter whatever concept whatever relationship it's two people really working hard working you know blood sweat and tears into that relationship to make it work and because you feel the other person is someone you genuinely feels wants your service like you know you want to give your service to that is what it is in a deeper spiritual level it's a service of another human being in life and the question is who do we want to you know be in the service for that's what it's all about because life is nothing without that. Life is service, in my opinion. And so we find someone who we want to give our service, our growth, our love, our nurturing to, to help become a better person, to help them with their goals, with their ambitions, making, helping them grow. And that's what we're doing in a relationship.
0: Who wouldn't want that? That's this? what I've learned. Like from how, the that's a beautiful thing. Like, you know what I mean? When you put it like that. And it is that, it is that actually, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is, it really, really is. I think that it, it's so easy just to want a relationship just to work. And yes, I know where that idea has come from, but just to remind it to everyone, it's not like that. You have to really, really, you know, grind at it. <laughs> it. It's like another hustle in your life. You've got to work at it and make it really, really happen. Same effort we put into other areas of life, put into a relationship as well.
0: I mean, I, I would also say that, um working on yourself and looking after yourself is really important in a relationship as well because it's like um it you know you physically mentally and emotionally when you look after yourself you you're in a happier space yourself right so you're happy with yourself and then you can kind of give to someone else and also it's attractive and you know after a long time of being Mm. with somebody like it's such a nice thing to see and it is an attractive quality like you're looking after yourself physically mentally and challenging yourself I think um It's just a nice thing to see in your partner as well. So that's my little thing that I would say. Yeah,
1: so true. There's a clip going around. I've seen it on TikTok a lot recently. It's Oprah interviewing someone, but I don't know who that lady is. And she talks about this. She goes, it's not selfish to love yourself and put yourself first. It's self full. And I like that. I like that term. And it really is that you have to work on yourself, cultivate yourself. And then at the very deepest spiritual level, you are you and the other person and you and the universe are one and everyone in inside it so when you're working and serving another you're serving yourself and you're growing yourself as well so yeah so i agree with you 100 you're working working on yourself your ambitions your goals and supporting each other in that effort as well yeah so if i need time to work on myself uh you know it's great my partner says to me my wife says to me great i support you in that i believe in you and i'm there for you Likewise, she says the same thing. I need to grow in this area. I want to do this. I've got this ambition, this goal, this uh, thing I want to do. Great, honey, I'll be there, support you, help you. What can I do? What can I do to support you in that? That's, you know, incredible, isn't it? Just to be able yeah. to do that for a partner. In if fact, if it's space, do you need space? Do you want me to back, you know, like, do you need your time to do it? Great. I'm there for you as well. I'll I'll respect that if you need it as well.
0: Amit that is so lovely and I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today it's been really really nice speaking to you and like um, I think we've covered a lot and um, I'm sure people will find this helpful so before we go can you just share your details on social media if people want to follow you and learn more about your singles nights and also um, you do these really good videos as you've said so just share your details
1: yeah well well firstly thank you Rena, for having me as well it's been a pleasure i loved it every second of it i've enjoyed it so you can find me on everywhere every social media platform and my blog unlimitedchoice.org um how that came about and it means unlimited without limits so that just randomly happened and i realized that i was like hey cool but yeah then i'm on instagram tiktok i'm posting videos daily and and then we've got a website a company that we set up called connect asian and connect its is responsible for the matchmaking the dating events mm-hmm. and so much more so that is primarily for south asians by coach anyone i do the one-to-one coaching for anyone who wants it who struggles with dating relationships and more and so yeah i'm always there for that as well but just search me by name it's on the screen there amit soda the love doctor and you'll find me
0: thank you and thank you for um, listening as well thank you to those who have tuned in on youtube people have been in and out i know it's a friday night so you know there's a lot going on anyway um, but make sure you have a lovely valentine's day next week make sure you also show this podcast some love too. share it make sure that you subscribe because you don't want to miss an episode so that's all for now love ya bye